0: How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. Y- you know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now.
1: Sweeping down upon the underworld
0: to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals
2: mysterious,
0: all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange, I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. We're going to be talking about some of the worst comic book events that we've ever read. We uh, talk about comics, we share our thoughts and opinions about some aspect of comicdom, or comic ancillary connectivity. Boy, uh, do we. Chat we chat about it for about an hour, and uh, hashed out. We also participate in some back and forth with the audience through our super chats, which we... Encourage because it keeps this channel alive. Um, it's all about diversification. Lately. Yeah, it we does. Can't just survive on ad revenue alone. We got to do something else to keep the lights on here. This is not my house. This is not an alley. I'm in a studio. <laughs> I got to pay for this, and also equipment and, and all sorts of stuff. And uh, so we, we 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 do that uh, as a result. It just did a little bit of explanation because I think a few people are like, why did you why do you do super chats? Why do you only answer those? It's because we try to keep doing this as a, yeah. as a living. Um, you don't want me to go back to teaching and be like, <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the show. Or just tired and miserable mm. and, and, and all that. Uh, you want me here fresh as a daisy and ready to go. So, Absolutely. Uh, let's jump into it. Um, okay, so comic book events are funny because some people like to think that like Civil War 2006, 2000, it's like, whoa, Civil War, it's like the big you know a uh, watershed moment for comic book events and certainly it was the one that made marvel go like let's only do events from now on
2: yeah, the, the shit got real, as it were, and I think it helped, too, that that event got them a lot of free press, like, in the traditional media. I remember, like, CNN was talking about it, because obviously it dovetailed off the war in Iraq and people who were objecting to it and people who were for, and it kind of – it caught the zeitgeist in a way few events really did.
0: Completely. Uh, but I will say that, like, it's it's in no way different from, like, 10 years before, 5 years before, 20 years mm before Marvel uh, started doing... Because Marvel's been doing events since, like, 1984. Yeah. I think um, the, the real, true first Marvel event was something like Marvel Superheroes Contest of Champions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was horrible. I'm not really going to talk about it too much, because, like, <laughs> whatever. Uh, if you really want to see me get into it, you should go over to our channel, uh, which is here, and uh, check out our full episode about Contest of Champions, where we just kind of, like, make fun of it. Um, but it is... That was like where they go, okay, let's just, let's just have a book. It's called this. Uh, we'll put all these characters in it and then have them all like needlessly fight.
1: Mm. And
0: shortly thereafter, there was uh, Secret Wars, the first one, and, 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 it, and the list goes on and on. But they never really stopped doing events. And so Civil War was just like one of the events that they scheduled. They're like, yeah, no, we do these. This is, this is like who we are. Um, don't be surprised if there are more of them. But yep. like, man... Marvel is no stranger to, like, the bad event. Neither's DC, no. by the way, but... No, no
2: one's hands are clean.
0: Exactly. Nobody's hands are clean. When you opt to jump into events, you are basically saying to everybody, like, I'm gonna do something real bad.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be
0: something that's gonna be really bad at some point. So get used <laughs> and to that's
2: my- not to say there aren't some truly great ones, too.
0: No, I agree. I agree. But this episode, we're just gonna talk about those events that, like, just, just were duds. Uh... Well, I am golden in the chat just asked a question and I'm glad he asked because it, ho- it hopefully dovetails into what I wanted to talk about in regards to like criteria. He said mm-hmm. is Marvel's Heroes Reborn an event? Mm. Not especially, and here's why. And by the way, I'm 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 calling these things like based on my experience as a comic book reader and I'll gauge them against Joel's experience as a comic reader. There's no like bible that tells us what things are and how they should be. But I will say that, like, um, Marvel's superheroes, uh, what was it, Uh, Heroes Reborn, was a publishing initiative. It was an attempt to, like, reset the status quo. It was a
2: line thing. Like, DC Rebirth is a line thing. Exactly.
0: Like, New 52 isn't an event. It's a publishing initiative. It's what they call the thing they're trying. DCU. Not an event. Publishing initiative.
2: Although it was short like an event.
0: (laughs) That's true. Uh, But Heroes Are Born was like their attempt at like, the new 50, or like, was trying a new 52 or ultimate Marvel before those concepts were, were there. Um, So, I wouldn't call it that, and I'm gonna try and like, avoid those. You know what I mean? Mm. We're gonna try not to talk about that. Like, for example, I don't know if I can even really call the Clone Saga an event.
2: No, because it's a saga. It went on for years. I know some people are calling Superior Spider-Man an event, and I'm like, nah, that was just like a thing that happened for a year. Like Red and Blue Superman is not an event; it's a thing that happened.
0: Right? Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Uh, like the Clone Saga was not technically an event. It's just what they did to Spider-Man for many for several years. Yeah. Um. It's it's ridiculous that it lasted as long as it did, but. Uh, there's also another gr- good criteria is there's no book called the Clone Saga.
2: No, there's maximum clonage and stuff like that. But even yeah. still,
0: exactly. But uh, you know what? Like Heroes Reborn did eventually have a book that was called Heroes Return. Mm. Heroes Return does technically count as an event, I think.
2: Do you do you have to have tie-ins to be an event? I don't is think so. Do a-
0: because uh, Avengers No Surrender is an event.
2: Yes, but, but no, it, it, it's a weekly event.
0: Yes, but not, but not, uh, no tie-ins. Just, just the book. Just pure, unadulterated book.
1: Yeah, I like, like
0: that. Really respectable. But so we're not going to talk about, mac, uh, about uh, Maximum Clonage, Clonage Alpha Omega, uh, the Ben Riley years, the Lost Years, all that crap. Clone so about is the not an event.
2: What about the Clone Conspiracy? That was definitely an event. The clone Conspiracy
0: is absolutely an event. Not only did it happen as, like, a, as a story arc, it had its own book, it had its own tie-ins. Um, mm-hmm. A tie-in necessarily doesn't mean that it's an event, but it certainly does indicate events.
2: It helps differentiate. Yeah.
0: An event doesn't need a tie-in, but if you have a tie-in, you're in an event, my friend.
2: You might be a tie-in
0: if <laughs> you might be an event if you have a tie-in. <laughs> what, are, what are we gonna start that
2: sal our blue-collar comedy uh, comics channel
0: right? <laughs> Oh, my God, please.
2: If you have a shortened lifespan, you might be a clone.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you if you die and then degenerate into a pile of goo, you might be a clone. Yeah, just you might be and then just fill in the gaps with just like just a, a multitude of events or, or, or of comic uh, like minutiae. That we could if you
2: from. got memory gaps and a healing factor, you might have been a member of the Weapon X program. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, that's, that's, you might be in in Wip X, that's a great idea. That's a a
2: sub-channel right
0: there. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I will be jumping into the Super Chats periodically. I don't want to, like, derail the conversation right off the bat, but I will get to you. Uh, I also skipped, I don't know, you guess it, uh, who said, let's cut to the chase, Deathmate. Holy crap, man. Good deep dive. I actually wanted to include a picture of it, but you know what's funny about Deathmate Uh, which, by the way, was an Image Valiant event.
1: Right, I was going to say.
0: In the uh, early to mid-90s, in which they altered their line-wide status quos in an event that was like multiple parts but they didn't want you to think that you could like miss it or feel like you know oh i only got issue three i gotta go back no so instead of numbering them they colored them i so remember was, this now so it's deathmate black and deathmate gold and deathmate red and you're just like oh my god so you could buy them out of order and it made just about as much sense as that could be in terms of plot, narrative, and structure. That thing. Was people a wonder. Wh- oh, sorry, go ahead. I
2: was saying, and people wonder why Valiant fell by the wayside and needed to be completely rebuilt from the ground up.
0: Yeah, and they're certainly not in that direction anymore. No, 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 no.
2: History did not repeat
0: itself. <laughs> no, but I will say, what's amazing about Deathmate? The most amazing thing about Deathmate is, it was late, and it never finished. Yep. Uh, which is a great hallmark of an event, by the way. Lateness.
2: That's the one-two punch. Late. Never finished. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that one. Image United. Image. The less we talk about image events, the better. Uh, there is one that I will mention. I also don't have a picture for It's Mars Attacks Image.
2: Oh, no. Like image. the movie
0: Mars Attacks? The, like the movie and like the Tops Cards uh, comic series. Uh, Mars Attacks Image. Woof. Uh, I have every issue of it. (laughs) Of course you do. do There's no way I can dedicate any amount of space, time, effort, energy (laughs) to Mars Attacks Image.
2: What if someone drove a dump truck full of money up to your house, then what?
0: No, if we got like a thousand dollar member of Patreon who's like, please, Mars Attacks Image, tomorrow, Mars Attacks Image. I'm just saying. I'm not above whoring myself out. (laughs) I'm just saying. like, Because here's the thing, like, I'm not go I don't we we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash comic pop, where you can get early access to videos and a couple of like weekly updates. But like the fact is we don't have a thing like Linkara does where you can like request videos like, oh I want you to do an episode about this and I'll pay this much to do it. We don't do that, and the reason is because like I don't want to do books that I've never read before or that I have no interest in or any passion for.
2: You want some sense of ownership because once you start selling video space, chances are you might never stop.
0: Exactly. Well, plus, like, then I got to do videos about books either, either I've liked or that I don't really care about. And so the least the, – the, the last thing you guys want is uh, is a weary host. is somebody mm. who's just, like, doing it for the money or doing it because, like, I'm doing it for the money. But, mm. like, I'm doing it I'm, – I'm, I'm monetizing the thing that I want to do. Yeah. So it's not like I'm doing it because I'm a big whore. I am a big whore. Don't get me started. <laughs> But I'm also, like, Aren't I'm saying all? to you, like, you don't want me to, like, talk about books that I don't care about. But that being said, I did read, own, and enjoy slash hate <laughs> Mars Attacks Image and would one day do it. Similarly, you? I would love to do Ghostbusters, but, like, there's a side episode of Elseworlds Exchange that came out last week where I
1: talked mm. to the creators Eric
0: Burnham and Dan Shoning about Ghostbusters. Great episode, terrific conversation, Great insights, some fun uh, behind-the-scenes stuff about making comics and about your favorite ghost-busting franchise. 3,000 views. Lowest performing Elseworlds Exchange of, of all time.
2: Oh, I was going to say, I'm not going to feel bad about getting bumped, but oh, really? Lo- lowest Elseworlds Exchange it's, of all time? It's Jesus. It's never
0: been worse than our Ghostbusters episode, which means you guys don't like Ghostbusters. Which means <laughs> guess <what> you're <laughs> never going to see on this channel?
1: That. More Ghostbusters. So,
0: forget it. Uh... But yeah, but like, and that was just that was a no risk like, hey, I'm just gonna hang out with my friends like that kind of thing, and it just it just died on the vine. So oh, that's sad. I'm sorry to hear that. Me too. Uh, but like, but if we were to do a, a Patreon exclusive thing about it, like that would be great. I would love to do uh, Ghostbusters get real or Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters. Uh, but it just failed so badly. There's no way I could dedicate any time or effort or space to it. Um. So yeah. Uh, anyway. So that's why I mentioned Mars Tag's Image. Um, but yeah, so Joel, please uh, take us down memory lane. So what are, some, what are, what are a couple of your, your least favorite events? And by that, I mean the, what you consider to be some of the worst events of all time.
2: It's, it's funny. As we sit here and talk about it, I was actually reminded of more to add to the list. Of course. So. Of course. So, yeah, no, so um, was I. I'm glad we did this. I mean, I guess let's let, 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 let's not beat around the bush on this one. Let's let's start with a big gun on this one and move our way forward from there. Futures end the big new 52 weekly DC series that I I don't even know what the hell they were trying to do with this one. I get this this was still in the point where they're like, "Yeah, new 52, everything that you like happened." but it happened within 5 years except for the stuff we said it didn't well let's let's jump ahead multiple years now and see let's see what the universe could potentially look like and let's experiment about maybe you know oh cuz we got earth 2 going on what if potentially in 5 years we start to maybe you know move those characters over and we kind of have a fusing of the universes what would what would that be like then and the answer is Lots of stuff happened, and none of it was very good. Right,
0: like well, it was very edgy. It was very dark. Like it was. It's actually <laughs> ironic that New Fifty Two Futures End is the last event that's called New Fifty Two Anything um, because it was like wholly representative of everything that I hate about the New Fifty Two. It was, boy, was dark. It? it was edgy. It was like just just the biggest edge lord bullshit you could possibly imagine. Um, all all lateral changes all where it's like hey changes or sub changes where you're like let's ruin Firestorm or let's let's have the whole damn thing not matter like yes. literally it literally will happen to no one you care about because technically no one you care about in the main continuity appears in this book yep so yeah also I don't know we talked about this off camera I don't know what editor had all hard on for Earth two for New 52's uh, Earth two but like. World's end, futures end, convergence. Everything is all about those goddamn refugee, fake Earth people that like just do, just do uh, the, the 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 justice society. Like just do that. Why are you so hell bent on these crappy, like knockoff, weirdo, d- displaced, unhappy, miserable versions of your other favorite characters? Like what? What are you trying to prove? You're building a universe. With the new 52, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go, like, let's look over here at this planet over here and also but- deal with that. Like, you're you, you barely, you barely scored with new 52, right? It's,
2: it's, Oh yeah,
0: it's yeah, you know, it's funny. I think
2: I think the plan for Earth Two changed constantly. I think when Robinson came on, it's like, hey, just do a weird modern updated love letter to Golden Age heroes, and Robinson's like, ooh, I like that. I do Invaders too. I can totally do this. Right. Okay, okay, we're gonna end your universe now. You know, the planet's getting destroyed. Get rid of it. Oh God, it actually sold pretty good. Eh, keep it going then. Okay, Robinson, you're gone. Taylor, you're in. Oh God, Taylor, you're 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 actually really talented, and you're killing it in Injustice right now. Yeah. You're actually really good good doing alternate takes on characters fuck um, okay well let's end it again this time for real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll f- and we'll fuse the planets oh god futures end is terrible and people don't like okay start a new universe and then we'll start killing that earth all over again
0: <laughs> right i guess i don't know it was it was a mistake and it all we can all thank 52 for it because like it was a gr- 52 great idea brilliant execution beautiful uh series And it worked, and it came out, and like 52 books a year, Mm -hmm. holy crap, I'm in, weekly series, New 52, Future's End, can't, there's nothing about it that's good, or exciting, or well executed, it's just a big fat mess.
2: It's, it's it's hilarious. I really wish that the videos I made when I worked for Name Redacted were still around because you can literally hear me going insane by the end of that. By the final one, I'm pulling my goddamn hair out. And it was the bit with Batman Beyond because that was the carrot on the string for Futures. And it's like, hey, Batman Beyond is canon now, guys. Terry's going to come to the modern age. You can read Terry's stories now. Isn't that going to be great? Let's fucking kill him. Let's, let's kill him.
0: F- kill him. at the. Let's not even make him really Terry because he, yes. like, he acts like an automaton. He has like, he's never been with a woman before. He
2: yes. Acts, like, he has average. sex with one of the villains.
0: Yeah, exactly. Plastique, I think. And like, he has no, like he's not Terry in any way. No. And he's some guy, right? It's just, it's not enough to put the Batman beyond costume in the book and expect people to buy it, except it is because here's mm. the thing about most of these event is that they sold that you guys, we all bought them.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's we did. It,
0: that's why, like, I have a policy now. Like, I've had a policy for a good two years where it's like, if I read an event first issue, I, if I don't have sold, I don't do it. Futures End is that example, by the way. We started this channel around the time when Futures End started, and we got the free comic book day issue. We all read it. There's an off the rack episode you can watch of me, Ben, and Ethan reviewing that issue. We're like, this is horseshit and never read another issue, never bought another issue until it finally was re- released in trades. And mm-hmm. I'm all the better for it. And everybody's like, oh, Future's out, I'm into it. And they're just all tearing, oh, the, by the end of it, they're all tearing their hair out.
2: It really, really was. I remember keeping up with it because I'm like, OK, I don't like this, but people seem to like my videos of me going nuts because they're not reading it. So they want someone to tell them what's going on. And it's all this is my bullet all take for the fan base and everything. And just, man, as soon as it was over, they were already sweeping everything under the rug where it's like, well, that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And just characters that get invented. Like here's the other thing about Futures End. It had like ten writers on it who never wrote together before with completely contrasting styles. I swear by the halfway point, Azarella was just fucking with people. It's like, I moved your characters around, assholes. Try and move them back now. Mm -hmm. Oh God, who who did they invent? Oh, oh, they really wanted to push Grifter. This was like the third time. Well they Grifter. Is now Roddy Roddy Piper from uh, They Live because he can see the Earth Two people. His powers that let him see aliens also let him see Earth Two yeah, people. It Used to
0: be I could only see Damonites, but now I can <laughs> see all. I can I can advance slow moving plot lines. I'm the Layla Miller of New Fifty Two Futures End boy was he and then they created 50 sue this Su. godchild. the less said about 50 sue the
2: better let's just the know. the worst i'm like are we supposed to like this character or is this like azarello or someone doing a commentary That's on exactly Godchild that. characters?
0: characters doing his best grant morrison impression and failing hard at it
2: yeah where she's just hateful and horrible and there's no reason to like this character and then these two british bodyguards who they invent for a couple issues bangers and mash yep, who hang out for mash. a bit I was gonna call and them then
0: flotsam they're because I was thinking of the friggin' eel fish. The
2: man- <laughs> <laughs> That's they basically were flotsam and jetsam. That's yeah. fine. But we
0: can't. This is not the future's end show. We gotta. We gotta move on. I'm sorry. Uh, the more we could say about it, we're not going to. Let's just put it this way: future's end sucks. Don't even read it.
1: Boy howdy,
0: Mattias uh, Mendoza. What about DC's Millennium? What about it? No, I'm kidding. I don't.
2: Like, I don't even remember that. One. What was that one about? <laughs> oh, the
0: guardians leave. It's weird and and boring. It's not great. It's written by Joe. It's written by uh, by by Steve Englehart, where it's which should be great. It's just not. It's just not. Mm. It's just really boring.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds. Uh,
0: Taylor, it. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was done. Uh, Taylor Paster. It's more divisive that its worst, but identity crisis. The people that hate it really hate it, mm, but some enjoy yeah. it. Dude, I also – I enjoyed Infinite Cri- – or I, I'm sorry, Identity Crisis. I also enjoyed Identity Crisis. Whether or not you'll enjoy Identity
2: Crisis really comes down to how much you care about like some of the minor DC characters in Minutia because they fuck over quite a few families in that book talk- for, no other, for no other reason than just drama. You know, I will see your Identity Crisis – I'm not a big fan of it. I know, Salas. I will see your identity crisis and I raise you cry for justice, which I think does everything bad yeah, every, that identity crisis does, but worse.
0: Yeah, everybody agrees cry for justice, worst thing. Just, just it's horrible. what starts the downfall
2: of uh, poor Roy Harper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the beginning of the end. That's the beginning of the end for everything, man. Cry for justice. Um, I skipped over Amazing Zero who said heroes in crisis and then he made a, a laughing like lol face. <laughs> I, I'll reserve judgment till it's over. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's not done yet. They could save it. You don't know. They can't, they can't pull a hat trick that says that Harley Quinn could beat Batman, Superman <laughs> and Wonder Woman at the same time and then have Superman <clears throat> earnestly. He, there's no way. I remember reading uh, in our, in our fa- Facebook group. People are like, you know, when Superman says she's as good as you, Batman. <laughs> People were saying like, he's doing it as a dig. He's mad that Batman lied to him. No, he's not. There's not an ounce of uh, of, of malice on his face. You could tell he is earnest as as, as the day is long. Tom <laughs> King thinks or wants you to think that Harley Quinn mm-hmm. can beat Batman in a fight because Tom King thinks that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I no, mean, he, he- I'm
2: sorry he's also the guy who wrote that catwoman could one punch out all the flashes right. so i mean you know it's not crazy to think he thinks that the line that gets me is the oh superman you could uh, you know you you could break the lasso you can't break the lasso it's magic it, it's unbreakable it's that's unbreakable. the point
0: the only time you can break that the lasso is in friggin uh, superman uh, red, red sun and then, then it
2: drives can... wonder woman crazy
0: yes that's fine but uh,
2: so that's an Elseworlds you can get away with it in World. Exactly. this is the main universe damn it there's rules here Tom there's rules that's
0: right and if you want to say that Heroes in Crisis takes place in an alternate earth and that this whole thing is an Elseworlds story I will I will clap you on the back and hand you twenty dollars that's fine yeah Uh, Comic Goblin, good morning, fellas. Civil War II came out when I got back into comics, and I almost walked right back out (laughs) of comics. I love the original Civil War, so Civil War II is doubly painful for me. Also, you guys rock. Thanks, Comic Gobby. Let's talk about Civil War II.
2: Let's. I think we have to. I mean, we're still feeling the after effects of that event and the characters that it fucked over, mainly Captain Marvel. She was doing fine, and this one was tantamount to character assassination, almost worse than what Iron Man got in the original Civil War, but at least he got a cool movie and he got to bring <laughs> everyone together for World War Hulk, and he eventually walked back a lot of his dickish behavior.
0: Yes. No, they. <sighs> We, like you said, we are still... There, we're still living in the fallout of Civil War 2, which was created for the reasons that I hate the most, which is... Uh, we had a movie. There's a movie coming out, make it like the movie, even though it's there is no movie that looks just, anything like Civil War 2. Uh, no. Civil War 2 is obviously... Could people get mad at Bendis for like this. Get mad at Bendis for creating Rogel Don't get mad at Bendis <laughs> for taking a big fat check from his from his overlords at Marvel. Like, that... I don't like he he did the best he could with the with zero direction. Kill yeah. the Hulk because he's not in Civil War, the movie, and make a book that's called Civil War that's out by the time the movie Civil War is out. Yeah. That's all he was probably told to do. And he did the best he could, but the reality is you ruined Carol Danvers as a result. The book itself, not interesting, too long. Yeah. The best thing about it is the art.
2: Yes, it's a very pretty book. Uh, don't forget to focuses on like you know stupid again stupid godchild characters. You what was his name? Ulysses. Ulysses. Yeah, Ulysses, who who will be important for everything. He's also an Inhuman because we're pushing the Inhumans right now, so we yep. need to talk about how important they all are for a minute.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a line wide. It was it was like a um. It wasn't quite quite cleaning house. It's more like just a grocery list of crap we need, we think we need to get done. It's not even things we need to get done. Like, what we need to do is get a lock on the status quo of Daredevil. What we need to do is get our Marvel Knights imprint back. What we need to do is have tighter editorial control. No, what we don't need to do is artificially push the Inhumans, create annoying cosmic characters like Ulysses, uh, ruin one of the, like, five female Marvel superhero characters that we could actually make movies out of, and, like... And also, like, wreck the status quo for Iron Man for no reason. Oh, yeah.
2: Put him in a coma for a little bit. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Oh, also make uh, Hawkeye public enemy number one and kill which, the Hulk. Like, we don't need to do any of the things that which happened in this. We
2: did anything world. with. Yeah. No. I, I forgot there that uh, Clint Barton was public enemy number one for a minute. They did nothing with that. Oh, uh, it did. OK, one thing that it actually did end up leading to yeah. was the creation of the champions because the kids were so disillusioned with what jackasses the adults were being and dealing with each other and not playing nice. They're like, well, screw you guys. Then we're going to go start our own club. Only young people will be invited. Right.
0: Which is fine. Like, that's a, that you know what? Like, a new book with a new idea came out. Hey, way to go. Like, I'm yeah. impressed that you were able to do that out that, of this. That,
2: that one thing that you got done from this.
0: Yeah. Uh, ben Bastian says, what would you guys think of the new Marvel Knights book? I love the concept. Uh, it's good. I dig it. Uh, I'm not quite sure, like, how it ties in with Marvel Knights, the original book, slash, yeah. but it's still cool, and I'll check it out.
2: It, it feels like a sort of story I probably could have read in Marvel Knights at some point. Where it's like, yeah, you know, here's a, a big idea outside the box. You don't really need to know anything to come into it. And, you know, we're, we're doing some stuff and characters are different. But, you know, they're kind of how you remember.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, Tyler Bass. So Convergence, wasn't that just a mess? Let's talk about Convergence.
2: I I remember liking Convergence when it was going on, but only because I really liked some of the little uh, tie-in specials. You got, like, yo, here's Superman, how you remember. Here's Green Arrow, the way you like him and remember him.
0: Convergence did the same thing that Civil War was doing, except, like, for another weird reason. Like, it was... Convergence was, oh, shit, we're moving, and we can't make anything, like, we, we... We gotta put something out while we're moving. We gotta have something that could be be written ahead of time, drawn ahead of time, and have it come out while we are transitioning to Burbank. What can we do? Convergence was it. Convergence is so boring and so pointless and so ultimately, like, confusing... Yeah. Everything about it was weird and stupid, and if you ever check out our channel and go back to our archives, we went all in. The way you went all in on Futures End, we went all in on Convergence. And I was excited about Convergence because I was like, this is a cool idea. You could actually kind of like almost zero-hour crisis Convergence into the new status quo. You could rebirth DC out of Convergence. Yeah. Instead... We brought Arak back, gave him a dumbass name, had the audacity to give him a series for a little while. Oh yeah, frig,
2: yeah, friggin' Telos who was Brainiac but wasn't Brainiac Not and he Brainiac. wasn't-
0: But thanks Future's End for making the Brainiac that's in Convergence, by the way. You suck. Uh, yeah, Convergence, best thing about it is the tie which is the first time I've ever said that about any event in my life.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
0: that's gotta be something. Good job, Convergence. Uh, It did bring back pre-Flashpoint Superman. It did. It ushered in Rebirth Superman. It brought us John. There's a lot of cool shit from that that's not enough. You could have easily done that without any of Convergence. Convergence for me is Wizard of Oz Earth 2. Screw you, I don't want to read that. Which I mean, you know, it's funny.
2: I I probably back then would have defended Convergence because I was more in on the Earth Two characters. But now that I know the Earth Two characters didn't go anywhere no. and didn't amount to anything, now it's like, well, now there's not even anything worth defending. I'm defending Dust now.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, Chase Eichler agreed with us. How about Convergence? How about it, man? It is dog shit. Uh, it's it's boring. pointless now. It's point. It's point. It's it's worse than pointless. Can you imagine twenty years from now, like? Picking up Convergence, the way you'd pick up Crisis on the Earth and be like, what the fuck
2: is happening? It's it's a goddamn mess now. You would need a ton of backstory to even pick it up, because now none of it makes sense anymore. No.
0: Will Am Golden, DC Wildstorm, Dream War?
2: <laughs>
0: I, I didn't read Dream War.
2: That that reminds me, in a Convergence there, they actually did pull some Wildstorm characters and characters from other universes to show up. They're like, I think Aquaman fought Deathblow for a minute.
0: I think you're right. I mean, like, I don't know what it was. Oh, well, Jim Lee is present, that's what. Because uh, Wildstorm ah. characters after, like, during that time, like Flashpoint, they're like, oh, and Wildstorm's part of it. And then in New 52, Future's End, they're like, okay, uh, Grifter and Stormwatch and, uh, Eter- and Eternity and how about this and that? And it's like, who asked for this? Just make a cool, Champions-esque Gen 13 book. <laughs> NEVER! Heck, make a, make a Midnighter
2: book that lasts longer than a short run in a mini-series. Right?
0: Yeah, Midnighter and Apollo, at least the Midnighter book came out of it, but it like lasted, what, eight issues?
2: Something like that. They were solid, though. That was Orlando who was writing that. I thought he had an interesting voice for uh, Midnighter.
0: Yeah. Uh, Keith Giffen wrote Dream War, which means I would probably loathe it. <laughs> Uh, Jam Call X, at least Convergence saved Liam Harper from dying in Cry for Justice, married Dick and Barbara together, and gave us baby Jonathan Kent.
1: And then
2: swept it all away, though. Yeah. It was a carrot. It was the thing that teased us
0: right. for a little bit. And if you wanted to see Dick and Barbara together, like, enjoy your alternate reality. They get together, and then the world ends, Story. Mm. Uh, but we did get baby John out of it, so I guess it's not all bad.
2: It's not uh, all bad.
0: Taylor Pester asked why uh, Future's End had such beautiful covers by Ryan Sook.
2: Oh, I know. He killed
0: all those covers. It almost tricked you into thinking you were going to read a better book. <laughs> Entirely. And Kevin Little just thrown us some some change. Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, you were yeah, yeah. awesome. Uh, also, Tev, you wanted to know about New 52 Krypton Returns and The Culling?
2: Oh, fuck the culling, that Teen Titans thing. That was Lubdell at uh, uh at top height Lobdell, where it's <laughs> like, man, you know, so kids really love them Hunger Games, right? So what if I did Hunger Games with these Teen Titans characters? What if I stuck them on an alien planet and they all had to kill each other? And also, ooh, I'll introduce Artemis from that Young Justice show because people like her, and I'll kill her off right away too. Isn't that just
0: also Avengers Arena?
2: Yes. Oh, No. <laughs> Only worse. It was worse than Avengers Arena.
0: Can I also say, by the way, just as a quick aside about like everything, like you know, why are there Armageddon and Deep Impact coming out in the same summer? <laughs>
1: uh, remember
0: when we were talking about like how uh, wait, whoa, whoa, uh, Just Like Number One and Avengers Number One look almost the same. Gods are yep. coming down, and now they're both in the water. Atlantis. Yep. What?
2: I truly I truly think Jason Aaron and Scott Snyder they they have a Skype chat like you and I do, and they're just laughing yeah. and having fun. <laughs> like,
0: hey, I, I I have a break between my next thing. Ooh, make it about the water.
2: Get Bor okay. in there. <laughs> oh, okay, hey, t- t- let's do time travel next. Oh yeah, yeah, let's do time, time travel. Time tra- the- ah,
0: like, damn it. But anyway, uh
2: so <laughs> They're just playing a joke on all of us. And then when the editors come and be like, Hey Scott, Jason, you know, it seemed like but the other company, they're doing the same thing. It's just a coincidence. I mean,
0: great minds
2: think alike. What can I tell you? Can't
0: argue with that. <laughs> Moving on. money. Money's still green. Uh, can we talk a little bit about how crappy Axis was?
2: Oh, yeah. Again, Axis. Another one I might have defended once upon a time, but it didn't build up to anything.
0: No. The best thing about it is uh, Superior Iron Man. Yes. and
2: And Carnage, too. We got that Carnage mini.
0: See, I thought it was not great. Oh, you mean... I thought it was... Do you mean the, uh, the, the the one that was an actual tie-in, or are you talking about the Jerry Conway one?
2: No, no, the, the tie-in one where Carnage tries to be a good guy and fights a new Sin Eater.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. Yeah, again, weird. Tie-ins worked out a little better worked out better because
2: it's like, yeah, you know, what would these characters be like if they were inverted? And it's, it, 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 it some writers played with this and some didn't yeah. where it's like, yeah, it's not that we turned the good and evil switch. It's that they truly are inverted. So they're still themselves. Yeah. It's just their morals have been thrown into, uh, out of whack.
0: Yeah. I got to say, by the way, the only thing I can really thank, uh, Remender for out of Axis is not character assassinating Spider-Man yeah, like thank you for making him like the only the voice one guy
2: reason <laughs> that was nice that yeah, he was like, the one guy who didn't get it and also too he had to hang out with the younger heroes too yeah. so that was a nice backdoor to help push Nova and some of these other heroes who weren't invited to the big battle so didn't get inverted
0: exactly so I- I'm okay with that.
2: Uh I- Deadpool had an amazing tie into that story, too, because obviously Kid Apocalypse gets inverted and becomes regular Apocalypse and right. wants to kill everyone. And it's really hard for Wade because that's his adopted son and like one of the few people who genuinely loves him for him.
0: well, And also, like, he went through shit to, to convince them to leave them alone. Like, yeah. And then to be like, oh, no, no, he really. <laughs> yeah. Turn, turns out we were actually right, Wade, and we
2: should kill him. Yeah, Should have killed him. Oh, and uh, Deadpool got inverted, too, and he became super calm and, like, super chill. He became, like, Buddhist Deadpool.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: He's yes. like, the voices stop, which, again, is a throwaway joke in the main story. But in the main book, Duggan actually does a lot with that.
0: That's the thing. Like, these are all really, really good ideas that other people ex- execute great. This, this mm-hmm. main event, though, Axis, was just like, what the crap is happening? Like, yep. it's just an excuse to draw, to write a bunch of – To basically be like, what if Garth Ennis wrote the Marvel Universe for a little while?
2: Yeah. Uh, Again, the the bit that I liked in this came right at the end. It's the Magneto and uh, Doctor Doom moment where they're inverted to be good guys, which they were always kind of on the fence of being good guys, bad guys anyway. And they're like, you know, once we do this, we'll forget. And they're like, maybe we can be good men again sometime.
1: Right.
0: Victor. And I'm like, oh, that's such a beautiful moment in this story. Yeah, I agree uh Creshen medston saying don't give up on ghostbusters we all need ghostbusters content comic pop has <laughs> got to grow the fan base Al, we out there cleaning up the town believing in magic taking control on our own hearing and fear <laughs> in the spirit yeah dude Kreshin, you are preaching to the choir my friend but it's not gonna help but thank you very much for your love i do appreciate it thanks for being one of the people who watched the episode
2: one uh, of the ghost Lar- faithful
0: lars Mothhand reminding us about dc armageddon 2001 Ooh, yeah, with Monarch. Remember Monarch, everyone? And I forget Monarch, who was supposed to be... Falcon. Supposed to be or like no, uh, or Adam, Hawk. And then he turned out to be Hawk.
2: Right, and then they did the same thing again. But I'm surprised they haven't tried to use Monarch on Legends of Tomorrow because Adam is on that show and they do a bunch of time travel anyway, so they should have a time next. travel villain.
0: I think that's next. Armageddon 2001 is a great name. I think you call it Armageddon 2020 or something like that. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But, like, Armageddon's a great name. Uh, Monarch is a neat outfit. X-Dance a oh, outfit. But uh, making him into, like, using the – if you literally just use the original pitch for Armageddon – and made it into Legends of Tomorrow, or made it an, a a CW event. I think that would yeah. kind of be amazing.
2: It'd be hard to now because Legends is a comedy now,
0: right? Uh, but you could bring and it's a writer into Legends, and that'd be kind of fun.
2: You could. You absolutely could.
0: Uh, but yeah, uh, we didn't mention Armageddon.
2: Hell, they had Rip Hunter for a bit.
0: Yes, he did. So there you go. But uh, I didn't mention Armageddon just because, like, why? <laughs>
2: Again, talk about another one that didn't matter as soon as it was over. Uh,
0: Preston Bryant, there's only five Marvel female superheroes. Are you kidding? Are you guys still reading Champions? Uh, no, I dropped Champions. Uh, I'm making oh, a Champions show, is Preston, good. So good call. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it. I, I I dropped it. I couldn't do it. Like I, the Mark Wade series got like went from from like fine to I gotta skip it. Like and it wasn't even like the the politics. It was just like. I just ultimately found myself not giving a crap about anyone in the book.
2: It's real good under Zub right now. He's actually breathed a lot of fresh life into it.
0: I've heard that, and uh, and I will probably check it out at some point. I'm not sold, like, with Zadarsky, outside of his Howard the Duck, I love most of the things that Zadarsky writes. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you say Zdarsky's writing it, I'm in. But with Jim No, Zub. Zub. I'm, oh, Zub. But, but I'm not sold on Zub. Like, not everything he writes is something I've got to read. Mm-hmm. So I can like I'm just not sold on Zub, so I, I don't know if I'll jump in. I might read another issue or so, but we'll see. Did
2: uh did you see this newest arc they're doing uh because Zub also writes the Dungeons and Dragons comics. He sent the champions to Weird World and they all right. got cool they all got cool Dungeons and Dragons comics and it's just a wonderful like ooh look we got the cream in here and oh look we got warforged and we got this that and the other thing.
0: Yes, I uh god, what was it about that? Um when I when we were at uh, when we were in Canada, um We ran into Zub, and he basically said, like, I'm a big D&D fan, and I want to do that. Like, that was a deliberate thing, because he just plays D&D.
2: Yep, and he writes the D&D books, and it's wonderful.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, yeah, uh, Taylor Pestcher wanted to know, thoughts on uh, both of the Eternals? I love Batman and Robin Eternal, but I'm a little mixed on Batman Eternal same
2: Batman and Robin eternal was actually really solid and created a pretty cool new villain. And it was great because Batman was gone at this point. We had bat mech at that time and it was all about the sidekicks and it grew them in great, interesting ways. Yes.
0: I loved the first issue of Batman eternal, but I knew I could see the writing on the wall. You know, I was like this, there was so much like drama and Epic nonsense going on in DC at the time, particularly Batman. (laughs) I just yeah. was like, I'm like, I don't think I have the patience or the stomach for this right now. And I'm it was so too glad long. I skipped it, because... <laughs> it was
2: I, too long was its biggest problem.
0: Yeah. yeah exactly.
2: Which Hector, is why Batman and Robin Eternal is literally half of Batman Eternal. Right.
0: So smart. Uh, Hector Esparza S. Uh, Sparza saying, how about Marvel's Axis? Ha ha ha. Yeah, exactly, man. We just talked about it. I'm glad we get a chance to mention a book <laughs> you, re- you recommended. Uh, woof. Uh, Vinicius Boaventura Diaz Uh, Hey, I don't know if you talked about it, but I'd like to know your two cents on Onslaught, the event that made me quit comics back in the 90s. (laughs) Good question about Onslaught. (sighs) Onslaught, I think, was a great idea that just spun out of control. But
2: boy, did it look cool, or at least Onslaught looked cool. I thought
0: Onslaught looked dope until the image you're seeing on the screen where he looks like a video game character, which, of course, he became... Uh, with uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, but, like, man, I love the design for Onslaught. It's basically just beefier Magneto. Yeah, with no mm-hmm. face. Looks dope. Uh, the idea of, like, using the continuity of, like, oh, Professor X, mind Web Magneto, but a part of him imprinted onto him? Like, so funny. Uh, but, like, such a great concept of, like, Professor X being the the, the X-Trader, and then, like, tying it in with, like, no, that's the X-Trader the bishop was talking about! Like, oh! Th- a lot of really neat ideas, it ultimately was like, if you read the omnibus, it's like it's a lot of wheel spinning, uh, but it does do a good job of making it so that like the universe hates X Men again.
2: It's it's a wonderful time capsule too of that event in or that time in comics and especially of X Men in comics absolutely. at that time.
0: <sighs> yes, absolutely. No, you were totally right. Uh, but yeah, I I, I think on I, I think onslaught's a terrible event. I don't know if it even really qualifies as an event because it's also kind of like a status quo for a while. Yeah. But I know they were selling it as an event, so, like, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Mm. Um, uh, Gibson Bradfield, as an Osu fan, uh, Ulysses from Civil War ashames me. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, that's a disaster. Just a complete waste of time.
2: That's okay. He went back to his home planet, and we'll never have to <laughs> see him again. I
0: hope we don't. I hope he dies off-panel in a tie-in somewhere, like uh like lunatic does. Uh, um. Do you have any others that are on your list that we haven't got a chance to talk to about? I know there's yes. one. There's a DC one.
2: Uh. Well, here I'll I'll, I'll give you a Marvel one give right Marvel. here because. This, this one actually did hurt me because I'm like a huge torch carrying fan for this character. Yeah. And the fact that this character never gets events, I think, is testament to how bad this one was. They got one, then they never got another one after it. Shadowland.
0: Shadowland is so bad. And yeah, I don't understand it is. how they could have gotten away with it being so bad.
2: Because Daredevil was so good and had such amazing, uninterrupted runs of quality creators and artists and everything else. Probably due in part by the fact that he was left alone and was unmolested by the events of the Marvel Universe since forever. Totally. So they're like, like, man, Daredevil's pretty hot, huh? And everyone's really loving Daredevil. Let's have a Daredevil event.
0: Yeah, let's ruin that. (laughs) I mean, like, it's funny. Shadowland is such a great idea that... Most of us thought season three was going to be Shadowland, or at the very yeah. least, the Defenders was going to be Shadowland. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I love the idea, I, and I remember I'm so glad they didn't shy away from it. I remember being like, "Oh, this is a great idea! Like all the street level characters, we can actually treat Spider Man like a street level character again for a few minutes, mm. and we can tie him in with Daredevil's connection because like they have like a history together, you know? Yeah. Um, but not 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 so much. It's kind of a mess. It uh, really, really is. And also, even the reasoning for why it's up to the
2: street-level characters to handle this is stupid. Oh, totally. It's because it's cause the Avengers at that time were like, Hey, Power Man and Iron Fist, you guys got this, right? You right. got it? Okay, cool.
0: You know him, right?
2: Yeah, you can deal with it.
0: Right? Like, uh, yes, I technically know him. But since we our office is literally like a block from Shadowland, maybe we should do something about it.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed, but a giant evil ninja temple just sprung up here overnight.
0: Yeah. Nah, let's just leave it alone. It's like when you're playing the Spider-Man video game, and the whole city's on fire, and you (laughs) swing by the Avengers Tower, and you go, Uh, anybody want to come over and do something? You mean to tell me that none of you have a television on the West Coast?
2: Spidey's got it.
0: Yeah, I guess I've got it. The whole city's on fire, and I'm maybe 29, but, like, I guess I'll just have to handle this on my own.
2: (laughs) There's martial law and a virus outbreak.
0: But but I got this. You you, you take it easy, Avengers. You you deserve this one. You deserve a pass. Uh, But Shadowland, man, crappy. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. And also, like, it has some, like, the worst bits of parallax, too, where it's like, hey, okay. what if Daredevil was a villain and became a gross devil man for a little bit?
0: It's totally parallax. That's just them trying to parallax it up.
2: And, and you mentioned, too, there, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll actually give the spotlight to some street-level characters for once and we'll let them be the heroes of their own story. <laughs> then Wol- Then Wolverine just shows up out of the blue. Hi, Bob,
0: you weren't going to do this without me, huh? <laughs> yep, I- I'm technically street-level. Sometimes. I'm I'm technically not powerful enough to take on cosmic level events. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, that's true. No one invited you. And the fact that,
2: like, it's still. Uh, That was Diggle who was writing Daredevil at that point. And I think Diggle's run really never quite recovered from Shadowland. Like he would still tell some pretty good stories. But even still, that's that's the black eye on the otherwise sterling uh, succession of Daredevil writers where it's like, you know, oh, man, this is really good. You know, from the good Miller to Bendis to Rucka to everything else. Then it's like, ooh, Diggle. Ah, no, 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 Mm, no, no, no. Skip
0: Diggle, I think.
2: We can skip you, which I think after that it was like nobody's for a bit till Wade came yeah. along. And that's like, OK, we're, we're, we're getting rid of all the grim and dark. And he's going back to being a happy swashbuckler now right. for a couple of yeah. years.
0: Yeah, because nobody can really do what they did. And well, yeah, Shadowland pass. Just don't don't bother.
2: <laughs> Bad time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else did you have that you mentioned
2: Uh, Now, here's one we talked about before we even started, and this one sucks because this one is a lie. Apocalypse War from the last time they tried to reboot X-Men and being like, no, we promise it's gonna stick this time. This was before uh, blue and red and gold. This was extraordinary and uncanny. We're like, no, 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 this is how it's gonna be from now on. Mm -hmm. And then when the Apocalypse War movie came out, they're like, oh, we need a big apocalypse event. Only it wasn't an event, they called it an event, but it was just three completely separate non-connected stories from the three completely separate non-connected X-Men books.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Oops.
2: Yeah. That that one blew. The one kind of good one was when Beast and Kid Apocalypse again went back in time and met Young in Sabanur and they kind of had a whole, oh, would you kill baby Hitler moment.
0: Yeah, Exactly.
2: That was the one kind of okay one, but the rest were just wholly forgettable. As those runs were wholly forgettable. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, you're not wrong there. Um, what was it? Pricey Yeti 40, 40, two words, zero hour. Mm. Zero hour sucks on toast. Uh, it's, and, like, here's the thing, uh, Dan Jurgens. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's dumb. It tries to do, it, it does everything wrong. It capitalizes on the failure of, of Armageddon 2001. Uh, it tries to put the DC universe into real time.
2: <laughs> Good luck.
0: Don't do that. Uh, and it also tries to fix Hawkman while also making Hawkman even more infinitely complicated. Yeah. And that was just for starters. They also, like, fixed a couple of the uh, JSA members. It was, it was dumb, and it was, like... It's short, but like, and it also, yeah, it, it it tried to be, here's the thing, it was the 10th, it was the 10 year anniversary for, for Crisis on Infinite Earths, and while Crisis was like an idea, Zero Hour was like, let's do an event because it's the 10 year anniversary. Yep. Also, uh, Parallax. Also like, Parallax. Also Parallax is like the secret culprit behind the whole damn thing. That is kinda of fun, but also really, really dumb. And like I I almost wish they'd just given it to Ron Mars at that point. Yeah. Just just let Mars do it. He seems to be happy running like forgettably epic Green Lantern parallaxian references. Yeah. And, uh, Mr. Roboto, Sal and Joel, is Morbius one of the worst comics?
2: more uh morbius living vet when he got a solo series for yeah. a little bit i'm amazed anyone even remember that yeah this was during the superior era it was basically just spawn he goes to brownsville he lives in an alley he defends hobos
0: yeah that's not a good idea uh it, only one book can do that and even then it could only do it for probably about 80 issues
1: <laughs>
0: um, there's also a previous morbius series that i remember reading as a kid uh during the midnight suns era Oh, uh, more horror oriented. We actually did it on the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. When Thorgi came by, he loved it, and so did everyone else on the table except for me. And I think the reason mm-hmm. is because it actually achieved horror in a good way. It's actually like it was like a, the Reanimator kind of horror book. So sweet. Check that out. Red Samurai Ultimatum. Also, I'm desperately hoping you guys oh, do it elsewhere. It's on here. Much. Oh yeah, about the Ultimate Universe and discuss X Men, Fantastic Four, Ultimates, and Spider Man. Maybe man one day, but uh, at the uh, right now, we can talk about Ultimatum. And how it's the worst thing ever, and there's literally no reason for it to exist.
2: The universe never recovered from it, and they okay. did it for no reason.
0: That's the thing. Like, why? I, I can understand if you. I don't know if the universe is only ten years old. Yep. Like, it wasn't that bad. the The Ultimates line was terrible, but that's because of your Marvel bad decision to get Jeff Loeb. To do those ultimate books.
1: Mm -hmm, Then to to
0: go, okay, Jeff, you fucked everything up. Why don't you do an event to clean everything up? (laughs) It would be like if you hired (laughs) a bad plumber to fix your plumbing. He fucks up everything. And then you hire him to fix what he fucked up. What are you doing? It makes no sense. Just makes no sense.
2: Also, talk about Grimdark for Grimdark's sake, where it's like, uh, let's not just kill a whole swath of characters, let's kill them in horrifying,
1: violent ways. Yeah,
0: let's eat the wasp, let's strangle Doctor Strange to death, let's kill Daredevil off-fucking-panel, uh, let's blast Wolverine into, like, vi- into into skeletons, even though I don't think Cyclops' Octobla- optic blast can do that. Uh, let's kill Cyclops with a bullet, it, it, it's just, it's a it's a bunch of goddamn bullshit. And it's yep. stupid, and it's, and it's unforgivably dumb. The and only, it feels bad. <laughs> what's frustrating about it is, of course, the tie-ins are better. Uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man book was so great. And I remember everybody bitching about it when it was happening. And I'm like, I'm loving this. The stuff that Bendis does with Eminem is so good and so juicy. And yet, like, and I remember being like, no, 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 no. Who cares about Ultimatum? I'm not reading those books. I don't care about <laughs> the Fantastic Four. I don't care about X-Men. Like, I'm only reading Ultimate Spider-Man. That book was great. And it, yeah. you have that beautiful image that's a double page splash of J. Jonah Jameson underwater in the Daily Bugle and there's Spider-Man diving and saving people and that's the it's the character turn moment for Jonah and it's so good and you can't have it without Ultimatum. So even though Ultimatum sucks, you get that beautiful Spider-Man issue. It's so great. <laughs>
2: What was the last event they did for the Ultimate Universe? Was it Cataclysm? It was when the real Galactus <laughs> crossed over and started fucking over their planet.
0: There were 3 Ultimate events that all tried to like tell you the Galactus was coming. And I don't even I think it was Cataclysm
2: where the right, right. real
0: Galactus shows up.
2: I, which again, I was not reading the main cataclysm book. I didn't give a shit about the Ultimate Universe, but I was reading Miles' book, and Miles had some good shit in there where he got to be a hero and you know do stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, isn't that kind of like when Apocalypse went, or uh, when when Darkseid went and destroyed uh, Earth Two a little bit?
1: <laughs> little bit.
0: Kind of funny. Uh, anyway, the less said about Ultimatum, the better. Just let's let's let just leave it at it's it's garbage.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, We're wrapping up pretty soon, so I just need to uh, attempt to to deal with the Super Chats. We'll do that at the end of the show. Uh, Joel, what else you got on your list that we want to cover before we go?
2: I think this one might be the most forgettable one that I have on here. Like, I had to actually strain to remember this one. Robin War. I'm glad
0: you remembered it, though, because, like, fuck Robin
2: War. (laughs) It's, again... I can see what they wanted to do They had high aspirations And I wish they succeed. They're like, look, we're going to establish Duke As a force in the DC universe We're going to establish all the sidekicks We're going to give them the spotlight No Batman in this story We're going to bring back the Court of Owls Only everything ended up blowing up in their face Everything that could have went wrong with that story Went wrong with that story Duke gets supplanted for Damien Who just beats up everyone And proves that he's better than everybody all the time uh-huh. Which makes him more annoying <laughs> oh got it it tried social commentary because obviously you know the we are robin kids were obviously a bunch of street kids so they tried to tell a story about like police brutality and police corruption
1: yeah
2: but it's clear i think it was Bermejo who was writing that it was clear that he didn't know what he was talking about mm-hmm. so that felt uncomfortable and bad and like oh this is bad topical is what this is yeah and uh oh it it was the death nail for the court of owls too where they used to be so mysterious and so cool and lincoln march is like oh i actually have super owls that you didn't (laughs) know about that are underground and they're bigger and tougher than the other talon owls that you fought before even though they used to take a bunch for batman to fight and kill one but now they're like the friggin' foot ninjas now everyone's fighting them all the time and killing them all the time so stupid I it jumped in on really... Robin
0: War. I remember reading, reading the first part and being like, huh, all right, nope.
2: Oh, and there was some stupid shit where it's like, oh, and I put a bomb in Damien's brain, which they never finished that at the end of the story, but then Tim Selian uh, in his new Nightwing book, is like, I fixed it. Oh, good. <laughs> Just like in the first page, like, I fixed it. Boy, glad we didn't leave that one hanging, huh, guys? That'd be a really stupid plot point to leave hanging. Yeah, that's true. The Damien had a dumb bomb in his brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, Robin War. I remember when we covered it on off the rack, and it like got like the lowest views ever. I'm like, okay, the public has spoken. And, we uh, we are, on my we are Robin.
2: We Are Robin in general was a dumb idea for a book. Let's have an inner city gang of Robins supported in the shadows by Alfred who gives them, like, weapons and equipment to fight homeless people because that was the first arc. It was just them fighting a bunch of homeless people.
0: (laughs) So weird. Yeah. Agreed. Good call. Good deep dive, by the way. Um, The rest of them I could always just, like, talk about at length uh, on our own shows. Infinity Crusade. Mm. So dumb, so boring, so meandering, so Jim Starlin. Uh, yeah. DC versus Marvel was really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it got you the um, the amalgam universe, which I'm not really a big fan of, but I appreciate that it exists. I like it in theory. <laughs> yeah, but it's so stupid. Like that, uh, DC versus Marvel is like, let's let the fans make really bad decisions. Like, okay. <laughs> Uh, Why should we have all the fun? <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, if you ever go back and watch uh, Stan Lee interviewed on Conan O'Brien, he's selling the DC Marvel event in that appearance. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Uh, if you've ever wanted to go back into and, and read an event that's like really long and really for no reason it exists, uh, Secret Wars Two is just really, really stupid.
2: Oh yeah. But if
0: you like the New Mutants, they anything a with lot a two at somebody. the end
2: of it. What? Oh, I said really any event that has a 2 at the end of it.
0: It's true. There, there, there are Very few uh, sequels to comic book events have really, really taken off and succeeded in any significant way. But Secret Wars 2 sucks.
2: I mean, there's no Blackest Night 2.
0: No, although they did try. Uh, and finally, in my list, my personal list, Age of Ultron
2: oh again another one i tried to delete from my mind
0: is horrendous
2: mm-hmm. it's, it's clown shoes
0: It's clown shoes it's so dumb it's so <sighs> like nonsensical it, it it's just like what the crap and it happens to no one you care about because they're all in alternate realities uh, Yep. by the way bendis tried really hard to tell you in interviews and everything, he's like, this is the real Marvel. This happens in the real Marvel Universe. Well, if it doesn't happen, if you fix it with time travel, <laughs> then it's an alternate timeline.
2: Line. it
0: didn't happen. So N- it's uh. done. And I loved how Bendis is <sighs> like, oh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. And Dan Slott's like, no.
1: He's Doctor Octopus. spider
0: happening right now. And so they had to do a superior Spider-Man tie-in where he like retcons that Doc Ock is pretending to be Peter Parker. I'm like, there's no way Bendis knew that. No way. Yep. He wrote his Peter Parker, end of story. <laughs> uh, so jumping into the super chats, unless there's any others you want to talk about before we before we uh, jump into it.
2: Just one briefly, okay, Amazon's attack. That's Amazon's the one attack. that's
0: attack. Now why did you hate the meme Amazon's more attack?
2: Because I don't like what it did to the Amazons. And also, this was another one of the many, many unnecessary, forgettable events that were there in the lead up to Countdown and everything. And just it just was not a good time. It was tedious.
0: Yeah yeah wasn't that like the book that was like oh and count it, it, it's leading up to countdown which is one of the worst events of all, of all time as well
2: yes that too so it's like man this didn't mean anything what it led to didn't mean anything it derailed the characterization of the Amazons and what I hate is that DC ran with that when Azarello got the book and New 50 was like nah the Amazons are still horrible right thanks but they've always been cool though yeah but they're horrible now for no reason
0: well that, that suits Azarello it, it also had
2: Forerunner in it for a little bit, too. Remember Forerunner? Yes. That big, like, oh, Paul Dini, Jimmy Palmiati co-created character. This is the big breakout of this story. Yeah.
0: Forerunner. No, it's not.
2: <laughs> Forerunner's hanging out with Onyx and all these other characters, and Telos and all these other characters that never got started. Yeah, they
0: should make a team of them.
2: <laughs> they really should. The Forgotten.
0: Right. uh, Mahapra, uh Mah- Mahat. Mahaptra says, "Civil War two, it made me quit Marvel and Bendis. Reading comics shouldn't be a, feel like an abusive relationship." Well, yeah, I got news for you, buddy. Uh, that's exactly what comic books are.
2: <laughs> I know because I read Superman today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's comics will break your heart. Yep, Jamming they the will. Two thousands uh, JLA Act of God is basically everyone should suddenly. Oh. Uh, their powers for no reason and become real heroes like Batman or first responders fanfic written by an edgy, moody 14-year-old. Yes. Oh,
2: fuck that story to death, too, for also what it does to Wonder Woman, where she's like, but what about God? Clark, you're an Amazon. You've met Greek gods. You've all met gods of other pantheons. Why do you suddenly think the Judeo-Christian god is hot shit?
0: I don't know. Taylor Pester, how about the one time DC tried to do a Wonder Woman-centered event, Amazon's attack? Well, I think we, we could get Joel to talk another 20 minutes about it. Boy, uh, Trenton Brown. Can we count Bendis's Man of Steel as an event? I don't count it as an event because I think it's just a miniseries. I just call that like a well, like a story because it's it also is. just supposed to like set up status quo. It's not really like what happens. Also, well, I mean, if we measure events by what happens, then none of these books are going to be on the list. That's yeah, uh, true. No, I, I think Man of Steel is more like a like a miniseries.
2: Yeah, it really is. Although you you, you be, I bet you that Bendis is chomping at the bit to do a Superman event.
0: You agreed, and it, it's coming. Oh, it's God. coming!
2: Oh, Bendis is coming! You wait.
0: <laughs> exactly. Gibson, Bradfield, Sal. Lots of back issues are events. Many of my favorite videos are these bad events. Do you think good or bad events make for better back issues? It really depends. Uh, it Depends on what you're looking for. If you were looking to like have some fun with some Shadden fraud, you're gonna love the mm-hmm. bad back issues. If you like want to hear people celebrate a book, you're gonna love the good back issues. Um, I, I, that's why I like to mix it up. You know, we don't. We don't. Our premise isn't like bad comics yeah it, it's just it's just books
2: your show does both and that's why i like it thank you
0: preston bryant i read a uh, captain america issue 695 to 704 and loved it i think you guys recommended it thanks for that anytime man.
2: <sighs> that that uh, was the wade stuff right
0: i think so no I uh, think so. Wait, well n- i don't know
2: i want to uh, say that was in the lead up to 700 before they got a new writer
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay yes um that's exactly what it was it was it was the wade run uh, Comic Goblin, I don't know if it's been mentioned yet, but uh, the one that ruins the universe, Ultimate, a universe, Ultimatum. Man, I love Ultimate Universe, but this hurt it really bad. Yes, it did. Not as bad as Ultimate End, but just as bad. It's actually which worse. One? I think it's which worse than Ultimate a,
2: End. Which one was Ultimate End? Was Ultimate End the one in between Cataclysm and Ultimatum? Oh, no,
0: Secret Wars is. That's like Hickman's Secret Wars, but written by.
2: Oh, see, I didn't even bother looking at that. I'm like, oh, nope, it's already ar- it's it's already over. You don't get to end it twice. Yeah,
0: well, I am, and here it is. so bad heartless fang how do you guys feel about secret empire interesting in the beginning but at the end of it did it really matter
2: i've been carrying a torch for that series for a while in fact i strongly believe in two two, however many years an fbi thing takes to finish i think people will be able to look at that book with fresh eyes again i think it was too real and hit too close to home for too many people
0: i think uh it, it fell during a time when the comic book culture was shifting uh, and the YouTube comic book culture was also alter like changing and evolving, and I think that it suffered from, like, I think it suffered from pressure from from yes. a, from a, from a local minority of pressure.
2: Yeah, I I also think too that much like the original Civil War, I think that's what Spencer was trying to tap into. He's like, no, let's talk about something current and topical and, you know, something that's really going to get readers passionate. Oh, no, they're getting passionate in all the wrong way. Yeah, uh, they get too passionate. Tighten it up. Oh. oh, no, this is too serious. And again, too, I think a lot of the stuff that happened in Secret Empire, he never intended it to go down like that. I think r- the real world got freakier than comics.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, yeah, I don't think... Um... I don't think it matters anymore. I think they're going to sweep it under the rug. You're never going to see that book again.
2: It's it's true. Which again, I've, i again, you know, Spencer. He's got he's got Spider-Man. Imagine Spider-Man versus Evil Steve Rosenberg was writing about it in Punisher, so they're not yeah. sweeping it that hard. I would
0: have loved that, uh, Mister Roboto. Does Superman Red and Blue count as I liked it? No, it's a it's a it's it was more of a status quo.
2: It's a thing that was happening. It was
0: a thing that was happening, like Electric Blue Superman. Like that's not really an event. It's just like. For a while, he was this. Like, mm-hmm. what issues will you collect? Will you collect all the Justice League books where he was also electrically... You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, Kevin Krueger, how about the two granddaddy events, Millennium by DC and Secret Wars 2 by Marvel? Crap books. We talked oh, about yeah. both Millennium and Secret Wars 2, oh, yeah. but how about them? They are bullshit. I will say that.
2: Not a good time.
0: Mr. Roboto, 2009... Uh, nine, 2099 Ravage, awesomely bad or good? Uh, not an event. Uh, horrible and mm-hmm. pointless. Also... Uh, hyped for no reason. Yeah. Although I will say, I think Stan wrote Ravage. I don't remember if, like, I think he wrote like at least the first issue, if not. like I think he created him or something. He has some Ooh. intrinsic ties to Ravage.
2: Ooh, I-, I thought of another good one. It was New 52. It was Pandora. It led right into Forever Evil, but it wasn't Forever Evil. What was it? Is
0: that Trinity War?
2: Yes! Trinity War! Oh my god. It sucked, and it sucked over three books.
0: Yes, it did.
1: Screw
2: Which Trinity the War. just... Which Justice League was having a hard time. Justice League of America was good because Johns was writing it. It was a fresh team. But oh man, they hit the brakes so hard on the one good book to go all in on Trinity War and talk about another thing that didn't matter ultimately. Yeah. Oh
0: big time. Oh I love I love that moment in uh God, what issue was it? Where Pandora's just like running and then she just explodes that was
2: uh, DC uh, Universe Rebirth number one.
0: Thank you. Yeah, where the universe is like, no more of you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Manhattan's like, time to clean house. You go away. You go
2: away. A good idea. <laughs> Pandora, but I'm so important. I have so many more stories to tell. Not for me. God, they tried. They gave her a book. They gave Trinity of Sin a book. They tried so hard to make Pandora a thing.
0: Well, stop. You have plenty <laughs> of female characters you can do something with. Don't push characters like that. Uh, Lazarus contract says amazing zero. Way to kneecap oh. the Titans' momentum. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. See, Lazarus contract to me started strong, but in the end, it ended up meaning nothing. And in fact, when they even talked to Priest later, he's like, "Yeah, they made me call it Lazarus contract. I didn't even want to call it that." Oh. Yep. Because that thing, the Lazarus contract doesn't mean anything in the story. It's literally a conversation that Robin and Deathstroke have one time that doesn't even come back. And again, you want to talk about Damien being a dick and them kneecapping (laughs) his characterization. I'm going to punch Flash so hard I'm going to give him a pacemaker.
0: That sucks. I remember that happening, being like, God damn it. And when people ask, it's like, Priest, why the hell did
2: you do that? Damien's not like that anymore. It's like, I didn't know that.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't read those books.
2: Yeah, basically, it's like, I can't read everything. I thought he was a dick. I thought people liked him because he was a dick.
0: Right. He's not Red Hood Jr., although he should be.
2: Oops, Uh, my bad.
0: (laughs) Taylor Pester, Batman Legacy and Cataclysm. No Man's Land is great, but all the lead-ins, not really. Yep.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Nope, you are totally right. No Man's Land isn't as great as everybody remembers. It's really long. It's almost not even an event because it was, like, just three years of Batman, uh, yep,
2: that's just what was going there's on. There's a lot
0: of crap in there. You know, I've, it, I read all those books, and I gotta tell you, No Man's Land is a cool concept with some brilliant execution and some awesome moments, but there's like 50 issues in there.
2: And it's a well people keep going back to, whether you're the third Dark Knight movie, whether you're the Arkham movies. It's like, hey, what if we cut Gotham off from everywhere else and had cool gangs?
0: Yeah, what if Superman couldn't go to Gotham? Like, that's basically whatever, what what those are. I mean, like, by the way, like, Legacy, not great. Cataclysm, again, not great. I was trying to think of, what's the one, uh, Contagion?
2: Mm, Yeah, Yumi and Jason talked about that on this show one time, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fine, but not great. Yeah. But but, uh, No Man's Land's better. But like I said, not all these events are awesome. Mm. Um,
2: what, about, what about Battle for the Cow? I remember the artwork being really cool for it, and we got some cool moments and tie-ins.
0: Yeah, ultimately, I think it was a waste of time. I mean, it was just it was, it was just a, a stopgap until we, yeah, we knew we, we knew he was coming back. Yeah. I think it's about as awesome as who will wield the shield. That, too. It's like, we know he's coming back. I think wield the shield is literally... if Without Battle for the Cow, there is no wield the shield.
2: Mm-hmm. I I did like the Secret Six tie into Battle for the Cal though, where it's Deadshot, Bane. Uh, they they go to Gotham City and with no Batman around, they basically just end up keeping peace in the streets one night just because. Yes, and that's cool. It is.
0: Um. So yeah, that's that's our list. Uh. Obviously, we left out a bunch of stuff. Uh. So please, in the comments, let us know what your least favorite event is that we didn't mention on this list, and mm. uh, maybe we'll do a sequel to this one because uh, there's there's so much more. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk about a lot of stuff, and I'm looking forward to getting into it, but... Uh,
2: this, uh We could easily have a volume two for this, and I'm sure we will. Give it some time, and we'll have more bad events to talk about. Yep,
0: yep. So we will see you guys next time with another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Of course, check us out here on ComicPop, youtube.com, slash ComicPop. Subscribe, check us out, and we will see you next time here on the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. So long, everybody. Bye-bye.